0: hey
1: braxton new- god damn it
0: hey braxton
1: <laughs> hey ryan how's it going
0: i just gotta i gotta point something out man you don't look, do it. you look you look like you've been through the ringer this week
1: i have been through the ringer this week man but is that a secret that the world needs to know i don't even know what to do with this water I mean, you look
0: i don't mean that as a slide to your appearance i think you look pretty good today you cleaned up uh, i look
1: up. terrible yeah maybe am i uh I have had a skin issue plaguing me, and it's kind of going away now. Hey, that's progress. Not not connected at all to any stories in this book at all. Don't worry about that. But, but
0: look, sh- at your, look at your look at your video listeners. Check out Braxton's background. It's new and improved.
1: Wow, new and improved for you, maybe, but for me, it's old <laughs> and familiar because this is my rent house while mm-hmm. I'm in between moving places before I go back to where that guy lives over there. How many hours did I you drive? Left Chicago? It was. 19. Oh my god. I went from Chicago, Illinois to Springfield, Missouri. Slept there. That was like eight hours. So you just found like a rental
0: hotel and went in. It was a hotel
1: that my brother had gone to before, and he had a restaurant he wanted me to go to. But because I'm dumb and got my rental car scheduled to be picked up at 12, there was no way in hell I was gonna get to that hotel Uh, to a restaurant in time to to do things. It's my fault. I'm not the best planner. But I know how long it takes me to do shit. And I unpacked an entire apartment, took apart a desk, packed up my monitors, all of my tech. If you've seen my stuff here, which you probably haven't, there's a lot of crap. And I did it in the perfect amount of time. And it's not even it that you there. did
0: it in a perfect amount of time. I saw this guy dropped by. He, we hung out with him for like an hour or so when he came by, came through on his way down south. And he fit all of his stuff in like a little minivan SUV kind of thing. Yeah.
1: It's insane. I, I, I thought I was expecting you to have like a U-Haul or some, you know, some trailer. That shit was so expensive. For the U-Haul, oh, one way dropping it off was like nearly a thousand to two thousand dollars. Just drive it all I'm, the way
0: down and then all the way back up and then take a flight down.
1: Why would I ever do that?
0: It's probably you think it's cheaper?
1: Maybe. I don't know. But <laughs> I wouldn't put soul, my though. shit on a plane, man. Not cheaper on the soul. But I managed to pack everything except for... My regular desk chair, which you can probably see I'm a little bit shorter right now. I'm in a very comfortable leather chair that holds me and hugs my butt. It's a good time. But after I met Ryan, Kenneth, and Jamie from the Dungeon Chronicles, shout out to our actual play podcast. Go check that out. I saw them, and I'm very allergic to Denton, the place that I want to live. (laughs) So I was there for 45 minutes, and Ryan, I shit you not... I didn't tell you guys the gravity of it, but I texted and mentioned I had to stop at a gas station and flush my eyes out. And the rest of the drive, I had breathing problems.
0: And you came, you're leaving pristine Chicago where you have no problems with any weather. And you're coming down here where you're here for 45 minutes and you want to die.
1: Yeah. I just have to go to an allergist. There are shots you can get, it's a form of steroids. So I'll be doping. Boy, I'm just kidding. It'll be ripped. It's a different thing. I will be ripped if I start working out. But that's, that's 19 hours of driving that I did. It has warped my sense of events that has gone through these past few weeks. I feel like I haven't done anything except for drive for like three weeks. I slept the day I finished driving. When I finally got here, when I laid down, I had this sense of vertigo that I was still moving forward in a that's car. Scary. And it was the weirdest thing. But I'm good now.
0: That's kind of like if fine. you're on a, a ship. It's, you know, the ship legs or whatever the hell they're called. Jelly yeah, legs. sea legs and you're
1: just like, yeah. oh boy. So DMs out there, if
0: you're doing a sea adventure, make sure you include that. Your party gets off.
1: DMs out there, if you've got a card adventure, same thing. Yeah. 19 hour card tra- The People did that. Probably more frequent stops. Well, now you could. have
0: a frame of reference for when you guys spend a whole day traveling.
1: And uh, on, on
0: d d now you know what it feels like. And think about I doing that for like a whole week, just to get from one town to the next.
1: To be fair, it went by pretty quickly. So I guess it just depends on what happens, but it was mm-hmm. literally nothing. You had a few random drive.
0: encounters. You talked about, you had some crazy weather.
1: Oh uh, my God.
0: You had to stop off with us. You stopped at a gas. I mean, there's a couple of random, no goblins, unfortunately, but.
1: Unfortunately. No that is interesting glides. of note though, is that travel that you go through in D and D happens in a second. And you're like players. All right, we jump off. We get to our mission. No, if I was in the D and D world, <laughs> I'd be a wimp. I'm like, guys, that cart ride was just awful. <laughs> oh my gosh!
0: And then wait till you hit like fifteenth level, and the truid has like sh- can move through trees, and you guys can teleport on teleportation circles, and boom, no more problems with travel. Or,
1: you know, our party's not too far off level level ten. Yeah. That's or not you
0: get but... that that warlock ability that allows you to just jump into any random lake within like five miles of you or something.
1: Oh, wait, that's a that's a subclass, though. Yeah. I don't have that. I can't get that.
0: I know, but you could get it in real life.
1: I I wish. There's there's not a lot of water fact, space. No, that, that ability, ability kind of sucks. It, yeah, it depends on the campaign. True. But you know what doesn't suck? This podcast where you're Ryan.
0: Shit, yeah, that's Braxton.
1: <laughs> his confidence in pointing is not all there. This is the dungeon crawl. And today we're going to be finishing up following our conversation on Candlekeep Mysteries. We did the first intro to Candlekeep and Uh eight mysteries that were there. Mysteries, they're just quests basically.
0: Yeah, no, there's not too many mysteries. There's a couple.
1: Not too many mysteries. Yeah, I'd say there's almost one or two true mysteries and there's one in the beginning. The trend kind of continues for the rest of this as well as a couple
0: mysteries. Some really cool ones and there's others that there's not really a mystery to
1: yeah i i talked to you after we'd finished this originally and i was really saddened to find your reaction to me saying oh i haven't started yet and you go oh i've read like the first few and i go how are they and you go eh. and i was just like uh, i gotta read this get my me hyped about my it favorite
0: ones of this adventure of this set are near the end the first couple are pretty standard for me personally
1: I think I'll remember as we come across my notes, I have them more structured this time, and they are not in handwriting. But they're a lot <laughs> more brief handy. because as we kept going on, the structuring of quests is very similar when you start reading this sort of book, and I think that's going to be one of our biggest gripes is the formatting and the exposition. Is
0: Yeah, <laughs> my, my biggest gripe with this, I'm gonna make a, I made a note of it on my notes, I'm going to make a note of it on the podcast, unless I mention it the plot hook is the exact same for every adventure, which is yes. you have to find the book by searching in the library for X, Y, or Z. Unless, Unless I-, I mention that it's not that, then just be aware that that is how you start this adventure.
1: Yes, so will probably avoid stupid. that. And some of them that don't even do that, I think it's one of the very last ones you just come back and they're like, i'm an expert on this thing i want to talk to you about it.
0: i mean that's 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 okay. that's like leagues better than everything else has been that's <laughs> in this true point. i
1: guess i mean i constantly compare this to basically like a few of them at least like daedric quests in in sure. skyrim because you find those and it's like a piece of candy and i want to want to know the whole time is it like a piece of candy after a piece of candy and i get a reward like awesome some of them aren't like that so you just want to You want to dive into it already? Just go straight. Yeah, there's there's a
0: couple of these. Speaking more generally, there's a couple of these in this next section that um, the plot hook, if again if you can call it that, um, is so specific to a certain thing that your players will look for that. Hey, that I would say the players have to know that you want to run this adventure, have to look for unless you completely change and take out the starting the adventure process because it is so stupid that this is how they decided I, I, I can almost see the writing room where some guy was like hey this is kind of a cool concept where someone finds a book and then a quest is a tied to that book and no was like yeah that's awesome let's just make that the theme for this book but then it completely erases the fact that they said this is going to be an easily one-shot drop it into your adventure kind of campaign and it's really most of these it's really not you got to be near a library you have to be near a big library you have to hope your players are looking for these specific informations and it it, to satisfy all those criteria unless you're if you're doing it as written will very likely
1: not happen what i'd probably do with this is just take these books that can be found anywhere in the world honestly yeah and if and if my players go to a library and they search on one of these things I'm not going to tell them on, in my session zero that I want to run keep. I'm just gonna have these in my the back of my hand, and if there's a session I didn't prep too much for, I'll try to push them to a library because you can pretty much pick up most of these mysteries and just run them right in front of your yes. face. I mean, you can. So that, that's how I do it.
0: I I'm I'm with you there. What I would change for, uh, I probably would completely rewrite the plot hooks for all of these and just have yeah. someone come up to the party. Uh, unless the plot hook is like you find the book and it, you know, you can find it anywhere and you open the book and it teleports you somewhere, which is also a trend that continues with this next half is that there are a lot of portals inside of books.
1: <laughs> I mean, and starting off with our first one today, mm-hmm. the yeah, lore of Luru, it. I guess. Uh, I was right away just kind of annoyed already at the pocket dimension thing. It seems to be very common. And what I'm going to say is I don't know if they had a table on like google docs or something with all the freelancers so they could see what they were doing how the book interacted and tr- try not to duplicate stuff too much i don't think they did that no i don't think they I did think they that, hired they everybody
0: and then just
1: said, just hey, said here's hey, your level yeah maybe a theme that they wanted them to go for but probably not and then just jumped into it so the lore of Lulu. Yeah. I think is, is how it's stated.
0: Mm-hmm. It's written by Kelly Lynn D'Angelo, who from what I saw in my looking around at her uh, profile and biography, uh, she's worked on a lot of different stuff, mainly theater. She has written a couple of musical theater uh, scripts, playwrights, uh, and has worked on the Count of Monte Cristo musical and a musical called Starry.
1: So that makes a lot of sense. It's pretty cool. That makes a lot of sense being somebody who studied theater for their college degree. This is structured very much like a play.
0: Okay. Well, you
1: yeah. Like a fairy tale it, kind of play. Yes. And what I'm going to say about that is a play has one way to go about it. For, okay. For the most part, playwrights, directors, yes, you can put your touch on things. DMs, same thing. But for this, it's got a straight plot. And it's pretty damn railroady, which is something I didn't like. There's basically like one ending in it that you can't adjust. It literally says there's one ending in this, whether you do X or Y. And I was just like, (laughs) what? So, what's what's it about, Ryan?
0: What's it about? Well, you find this book, you find the the lore of LaRue from, I don't know, there's a couple options. Um, It's not a terrible plot hook from some of the other ones we've read. I mean, some of the other ones, you know, literally a week. Or just like a small little paragraph that says you find it by looking for these specific things. This one, you can find it by looking for, you know, Faerun and whatnot, um, the history around Faerun. But you can also have a scholar that has a nearby or uh, someone's, you know, putting away books and asks for help. And you just so happen to see this book and you're very attracted interested in this novel it looks fascinating it's
1: so purple it's it's pretty it's it literally what the they eye. say yeah no matter where the players are looking if they 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 will see this but is basically what it says yeah Is how this is how this starts oh boy what was that oh my god destruction in house ryan <laughs> the the, the
0: keyblade Sora's keyblade just fell off the wall
1: that's a sign
0: that's terrifying
1: of what i don't know <laughs>
0: Uh, I will clean that up later, um, but for right now, um, continuing on the lore of LaRue, a quick little summary of it is, mm. basically the players find this book, they open it up, and it gets to, they teleport themselves, they get teleported inside the book, and it's very much like a, a fairy tale adventure. It's like a
1: Feywild demiplane.
0: Yeah, it's very fe- Feywild-esque. I, I got that appearance right the away. There's there's satyrs in there, there's uh, some elvish creatures, some... Lots of werebores and whatnot. Um, and then eventually, I mean, it's pretty linear of an adventure. I guess the only mystery of this is uh, you got to teleport to random place. You don't know really what's going on.
1: And You can't get out unless you do X or Y.
0: Yeah. And you're trying to trying to piece things together. Um, if you die inside the book. You uh, die in
1: real life. No, 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 no. I like this.
0: It's uh, interesting. I don't like
1: this. I figured you'd say that um,
0: the reason why. So for those that haven't read it yet or don't really understand what we're talking about. If you die in the in the book, in the, the fantasy realm of this place, then you get teleported back out and you're at very low health and you can jump back into the adventure. But you're at the last encounter to the party finished. Um, the reason why I don't like this is because they make it very they a, it separates the party quite a lot. Um, if you and if you jump back in right let's say you die in an encounter and then you jump back in hey i want to go join back with my party so they can hand me back up you're at the last encounter
1: you're understanding it incorrectly am i yes so what it the says? wording is the wording is terrible uh just okay. do control f encounter and it's the first um thing that pops up
0: all right that's uh, okay. the
1: returning character appears back with the party in the encounter that follows meaning the latter encounter the one that comes next so whenever they get to the next encounter then they come in so if they just met okay. the satyrs and then they somebody dies during the satyr thing and then they get to the the treant then that's your next point that you can join in at
0: see i still don't i i'd rather be the i mean i like that better
1: they just, they just come in
0: it's cut yeah they come back to the party well, basically why
1: think it of as i've been playing some monster hunter rise lately think of it as Fun. getting carded, Yeah. So you die during the monster fight. Your friends keep fighting the Rathlos or the Rathian, sure, and they're still going. Right. You know that thing's losing health. Time is going by. You're twiddling your thumbs, and you got to run back. And you finally get there, and the monster's already dead, and the quest ends. And then you go join them on the next hunt. That's what I it's guess. Like.
0: I guess why they did it this way is because if you join right back into the fight, then it just can unbalance it, and someone dies and immediately rejoins it.
1: Yeah. They okay. wanted to have some sort of thing, and another point I wanted to address is while I was reading it, how everybody joins in on this is they basically forcibly within a ten foot radius get yeah. teleported into this. In. I'm like, okay, they'd better say people who weren't within ten feet of this can book come. can come, and that thankfully they said the portal is open only for the characters. Pl- plot hole, I guess I don't know, uh, and they can come in at, and figure that out yeah, but so you're not right nearby
0: in. I guess they don't get sucked in
1: yeah they, they just can't because your party has a metaphysical imprint on the world and it only works for them I guess uh, so they they address that again here with the character dying I, I like it because I want to explore this mechanic more possibly in D&D like the video game style of death and returning in a really punishing I guess one shot at some point in time this inspired me to think about um alternate forms of punishment for dying and continuing a quest
0: maybe you die but time has come time has passed and so the effects of your death are yeah like a fancy mega dungeon with this
1: mechanic or something you know it could be interesting uh but i i said i love the mechanic it's like carting a monster hunter um I, i don't think it's executed well to the points that you've made um there's something else that kind of bothered me The very beginning of this, and we're jumping around a little bit, but the Satyrs, I believe, Uh that begin... um, Three of them? I think this is who does it, but originally they speak in the Fae language, right?
0: Yeah, they they start speaking in Sylvan first.
1: They start speaking in Sylvan, and then laugh when they realize that you can't speak Sylvan and speak Elvish. And I'm like, okay, while small, however small the chance is... That somebody in the party can't speak Elvish, it's still a chance. So, in the case that you've got no spells that can do that, and you're a lazy DM and you ran this and you're like, heck, shit. nobody." What what, what do you, like, these are the sorts of things that I look for polish-wise to make sure that a, a thing can happen. Through stories. So that I mean, they was don't a little bit
0: say it, but saters do speak common. So I guess okay. you can say it. I'm gonna say the same thing. I'm gonna laugh a third time or a second time and then speak it <laughs> in <laughs>
1: common. These guys are laughing in so many languages they can't even keep up. <laughs> um I said as well, just a couple of other notes on this, that there's some nice encounters on the random encounter yes, table that I love they've the got the wolf
0: one. The wolf random encounter is very cool.
1: Yeah, I love those. Of course, that's 17 to 20. I think they're all valued for three. So each of them are, oh well, no, the first one's 1 to 5 for no encounters, 6 to 7. So the rates are a bit different for each of them. Um, but they're, they're really cool. And I thought as well that there was some room to approach encounters in plenty of different ways. You really weren't forced to kill everything. You're not forced True. to talk your way out of everything. But ultimately, it's a really straightforward adventure with really nothing of note.
0: It's like a fairy tale, pretty much. Yeah,
1: yeah. And this is like an easy peasy journey that is easy and done, whatever you finish it. But like, there's nothing that my character, other than being literally trapped there, would give two hoots about
0: Yeah, I could this. see this doing, you could add this into, like, a Feywild adventure. Um, you know, yeah, if your party's in the Feywild, the then this could start happening. I like that Malar is used in here. I think Malar is a very cool and interesting, I think it's like a god or something. Malar um, has mm-hmm. been used in other d d products, and I like the, the strange motives that come around with Malar. And if your players don't so, know what Malar is, that it can be very engaging i guess in that sense i wish the the final boss and we didn't really cover mm. what happens at the end but it goes through and you eventually fight this big boss and then you kill it and then you teleport back out game over um i i think the avatar of malar is an interesting creature uh i think it's cool that it can kind of turn people into wolves um especially yeah i thought about it I was like oh that could be tough but then i re- remember that a wolf has like 10 health points or something so it's very easy yeah. to then get teleported back to get you know get unpolymorphed um just something to add to the frustration of you know finding this boss and going about it but i i don't i i i don't like the ending of it i don't like how this uh, it just kind of ends i guess it makes sense that it has to end in some manner they have yeah. to wrap it up but it ends the same way as brax has said so, so yeah um what's the god's name saloon or is it a?
1: Um, it's not saloon. People, there's a misconception that it is saloon, so you fell prey to Sunni? that, something like that. I
0: don't something know, whatever. Like some, that. some, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, it says, yeah, the, the uh, speculates, is right? Speculates that the uh, divine intervention is a curse of a uh, saloon. Um, regardless, uh, some divine intervention steps in, even if the players are dying, if they're about to die, then this god comes in and saves the day. And that just seems...
1: What do we even need to be there for? I know. It
0: seems so lame.
1: Like, I I don't know. So that's that's the kind of like that I was feeling when I finished reading it, you know? I guess it would feel and,
0: cool in the moment, like, oh, my God, we're about to die, then craziness happens, but it's like, I'd rather I mean, my yeah, players that... got the enjoyment. Maybe what I would do, instead of it ending right there, the god just injured the creature or something and then made yeah. made the playing feel a little more easily managed.
1: Yeah. Yeah, You can get a ring of shooting stars. Yeah, they, We've really talked
0: about the magic magic items in this book, but some of them are really powerful, especially
1: some of the ones that come later. Yes. I'm excited about that one. Oh, no. I'm excited about that one. All right. I mean, that's Lore of LaRue. You, you fight a corrupt version of an avatar of LaRue affected by Mal-R. M- 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 and <laughs> y- y- there you go. You get out of there, you pop out, boom, bang, bomb. go next book. Yeah, next it's, it's nothing special. Um, Sorry. You know what what is special, (laughs)
0: though. This next one you like? This next one?
1: I love this next one. Candle
0: keep deconstruction.
1: Can you can you tell me what's different about the spelling of that?
0: Yeah, it's it's uh crazy. There's a K. There's a lots of couple K's. Uh, A couple K's. Yeah, it's 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 cute. It's fun. It's written by Amy Vorpal, who is an actress and a writer. Last name. And she yeah she's a part of a a, uh actual play group that doesn't just do D. they have some call to do stuff as well it's called saving throw so
1: check them out oh i have heard of that one actually wow okay cool beans so Keep deconstruction basically is about a dwarf dude who found out what another dwarf dude was gonna do uh-huh. and is following up on his shit to shoot one of the towers one of the buildings in candlekeep yeah into space
0: why just because he can pretty much
1: Literally just because he can. But this whole thing is so crazy. It reminds you of like the, a Warcraft
0: character. It's it's ridiculous.
1: It, it's just so fun. It's the li- I wrote. I think that it is like the antithesis to the previous one in every single way. Yeah. It uses Candlekeep, something that this book establishes already. Great. Thank you. In a really fun way. There's characters you've already met. You already know. Shit goes wild. You basically have to deal with it or it's in your face and bad stuff's going to happen. I just was laughing through it. Everything was... It felt like a quest from like Fable 2 or something.
0: Yeah. I I can see it because it has that little whimsical part. uh, Yeah. There's no crazy stakes. Sure, a a tower can go up in the air, but no one's going to get murdered. No one's getting killed. No kings are on the line. No kidnappers. It's just... They're flying away, and you don't want that to happen because Candlekeep doesn't want that to happen.
1: Yeah, I, I get it, but that's that kind of quirky stuff is what gets me No, that's what I'm saying.
0: That's what's, that's, it's, it's a whimsical yeah. fun to it. There's nothing crazy on the line. It's just, okay, we want to stop this guy. And, and the more you learn about what's going on, the more ridiculous it gets, too.
1: Sorry, do you... <laughs> I need to tell you uh-huh. the name of the, the main dwarf dude, right? Where's his where's stuff? Stonky. Stonky. <laughs> you are trying to thwart stonkey's rocket <laughs> what
0: at the barn door as well at that's, the barn the door
1: also the guy who wrote Keep deconstruction literally hates c's pronounced with a hard sound uh-huh. that he replaces all of it anywhere you can with a k like and just these uh, little fun quirky bra- things
0: ron stern metal
1: yeah it's so This is my like, favorite
0: thus far of the all adventures we've covered. This is my favorite uh, adventure start, my favorite plot hook. Because you the players are just chilling and then they get bumped into by this dwarf guy, he drops the book and then he dies. And that's and that <laughs> it's like, oh my god, it puts the it puts the agency like, right into their hands. Like, wait, what just happened?
1: Exactly. So like that's what I love this one more about. Uh, more so than the previous because it was just like you find a pretty book and it gives you a suck this one's like a guy dies in front of you and drops a book and this does this does have some
0: mystery to it i would say it progresses yeah progresses starting from this you find the book then you read through the book you kind of start piecing it together there's an earthquake what's the earthquake you come outside and you see shit's going down it's it's very cool
1: you get access to previously, like, sacred parts of Keep or places that you probably wouldn't have been able to go. Yeah, the restricted section. Like, oh, yeah, I want to go.
0: <laughs> yeah, the restricted section of a library yeah. with, like, endless rooms?
1: What's Dude, No there? library card can grant that to you. So that earthquake happens, and then Wait, you go to Wait, can I say really fast? Before you go ahead, I
0: super, super appreciate that because this guy dies, right? And you have... Yep. Some players have the ability to speak with dead things. And this book, this, this this adventure, makes a point to say what he would know if the player's cast speak with dead on it. Because I can see DMs out there right now who, if, when this happens, they're like, <gasps> I have no idea what he knows. Oh, my God, oh, my God, And then they can, they can scroll down a little bit. Oh, there it is. I now know everything that he knows if, he were, if they were to cast speak with dead on this guy.
1: Yeah, if you got a hexblade on your, on your squad and they're like level eight or some shit, they're going to be doing that all the time. Yeah, but and you said this adventure, so I know that's what you meant. Uh, a lot of them mention it, mm-hmm. Speak with Dead. And it's like it's like either they or Wizards of the Coast said you have to have a Speak with Dead clause at some point in your adventure. Yeah, there's
0: one later on that actually does a really good job of saying, like, if this character dies, then you can cast you with know, all this information. And I, I love that
1: yeah it's super cool so um you you go to investigate um the earthquake right and mm-hmm. uh you come across uh stonky's cult the yep. livestock
0: and you have an and hour at all... this point i believe
1: yeah yeah so time urgency like this is gonna happen if you guys don't do it we're losing well, let's some books talk about, let's talk about time limits in D, right they're rough they're hard they you can hard, do yes. an hour
0: Out of game, like you just just put down like an hourglass on the table and you have this much time. And that can be super stressful, but it's also, this is a long adventure to do in one hour. So you can then just kind of just play it by year. And that's, I guess, probably most people would do it. It's it's tough to really figure it out.
1: So something that, that got me too is there's another hour counter later on for the rocket itself being launched yes. and i was confused as to whether the hour starts immediately after the earthquake
0: I think it does. or if it's
1: if it's just the hour-long thing for the launch when that happens so the the timer starts on the earthquake and yes. the problem
0: is the yeah it says following the test there's an automatic countdown the character of one hour starting when the earthquake ends the earthquake ends um and the problem that i would also say with the time limit is the players may not know that there's a time limit in play and how long, and that's that's a pro- if like a player if they take a short rest, that's it. The Adventure the book I mean, says
1: that at one point as well, but it's in the actual tower.
0: The problem is if you if you do the short rest, the players don't. They may not know. They're like, okay, we, we got a little bit of time. Let's take a quick short rest and keep moving. And then they take the short rest, and at near the end of it, <laughs> they get launched in the space. And you can continue the adventure. There's ways that the that you can progress, but they hmm. now can no longer save the tower.
1: Yeah, but does that really matter when you've got alpaca, macadamia nuts, and chicken peach? The human cultist and rock gnome cultist.
0: Yeah, I think at this point, I think if that, if that happens, it's this is just a fun. I think that's why there's no real stakes because Cheap, it can't just corn. it can't just fuck off, and that's that's where you go from there.
1: Horse egg.
0: I almost want to see what would happen. If these if this guy, you know, if they're cold, gets in the space, what's the next step? Right.
1: Yeah. They don't actually no. say they just say you get into space. I and mean, like, It does say That's they, they the eventually run
0: out of food and then they turn to start eating each other. That's all it really mentions about them.
1: <laughs> and you can be there. You can there, be there. There is a teleportation circle scroll in. Could be fun. Tower. Actually, could, could be fun. There's three endings to this, which I also liked. One where the tower doesn't go off and you save the day. One where the tower goes off. Anybody in a certain area gets blown up because it's a rocket. Right. You know, and you get into space and what Ryan said happens or you redirect it after it launches and it lands in a remote area, which can be a fun start to another thing that you want to forcibly launch your players to. There's yeah, also a Yeah, you could start a, that too. Uh,
0: a planescape adventure Do that. You're not yeah. going through space and like going God knows where.
1: <laughs> so even if there are also um, ston- stonky knop topper spells aplenty. That wizard spellbook, <laughs> my lord! There's some stuff. It's got legend lore uh-huh. in there, and scr- like, mm, good item. Now, so I liked, I liked it overall. If
0: I, you might correct me here, Braxton, but if I didn't misread this, which is a possibility, there's a lot. We had, yeah. we had a lot of stuff to read, right? Mm-hmm. If I didn't misread this, the only way to get in is to either uh, have a really good lockpick skills. So it was like 25 yeah. skill check, I think. Or yeah, cast knock. And I think that's it. Am I wrong? Let's see. Cause it's I believe the only way in the entrance is blocked by an arcane lock, and you have to cast knock to get in.
1: Uh Stonky's study. Yeah,
0: only that magic. that is as well. That is as well. Okay,
1: library, open there's a knock lot of magic. there's a lot of
0: arcane locks in this area.
1: <laughs> Safe, knock, or similar magic. Stonky's command center.
0: There could be a second way in, but I read it a couple times looking over it, and I didn't see a second So, entrance.
1: into the barn door, you're yes, saying? Yes,
0: just the ground floor.
1: There's nothing outwardly peculiar about the tower. Barn it says doors it's can't be sealed seen. with
0: an arcane lock spell at the library, the password for which is Jeopardy. Sure. Wow. Um, <laughs> but you can only open it with a knock or a... or, or not, Sorry, not even a lock pick. So you have to DC break it down yeah, with strength athletics. checks. So, it's just knock or strength. And I guess they're assuming at this level, which is what? It's a level 9? Yeah, nine yeah. level, I guess they're assuming at least one character in the party has knock. But if you're all martial characters, you might not.
1: Realistically, who is going to prepare or have knock?
0: Right. I guess they're assuming you either have knock or you got someone that's really buff that can bust through a door. 30 is really high.
1: That's very And, this high. Is,
0: and you mentioned there's another section that also requires knock. There's
1: like, there are six sections where knock is yeah. mentioned. It's uh five.
0: I do not like the. It seemed like an overreliance on this on this arcane lock, and I understand arcane locks are a thing, especially in a place like Candlekeep, but it's just not fun adventure-wise. If you, I mean, think about all the times you you play Fallout, right? And you can't get inside a door that's locked. You can't find a place that has a hacking thing. Like it, the only way is to is to lockpick the door, and you you don't have the high enough ability to lockpick the door. So now you know there's a lock, there's a door there you can't get behind, and it's so frustrating. You just got to leave yeah. it there. You can't come back for it later I, and follow out. You can, but it doesn't, and then a rocket goes
1: off and you're like, wow. Yeah. Damn. That's going
0: to, I guess with Stonky, I guess I think he has a key or so. maybe you can learn the, the passcode from somebody. Maybe, I don't know,
1: but well, the problem is like Stonky's key is also behind a door that needs a knock spell or similar magic or strong uh-huh. boy to get behind it. So, eh. mm. so there's, there's, Issues here. I think the writer wanted to have a consistent and logical, like, of course, these guys are going to block everything off and lock it down. It It makes sense, but we're playing a game, you gotta let your players do stuff. But that's the up and down of this one. Yeah, whether it goes up or down is uh, is up to you.
0: The creatures are cool, the little fun little little clockwork kind of creatures, mechanical things.
1: Hold on, and they can like birth stuff. Yeah, yeah, they got
0: the skitter widgets and then the uh, the kitty widgets.
1: And you can get a ring that controls them, right? I believe so. Yeah, the control ring. Kind of like the dwarves from Sky, Skyrim. Nice. You know, every time I mention that, you guys should just tweet at us and say, stop. I don't know. But next up, we got Zikran's Zephyr Zephyrian Tome, which nice. um, I think I overall liked this one.
0: Yeah, we've talked about this author before, so you should be familiar with Tamor Remen. Tamor Remen. He's just a game designer at D&D. He's done stuff that we've covered on his Unearthed Arcana.
1: Plot hook sucks. I'm just saying it. It does suck. Calling it a plot hook is generous. It is not a plot hook. It is literally a thing that you can or maybe won't do. I said... I don't like the plot hook, but I love the mechanic that it addresses Candlekeep and one of its ironclad rules that you cannot leave with books, right? Oh, um, you, well, I'm, I'm saying
0: just um, the finding the book. Yeah, well. That same. is it. You yeah. find the book by researching three things. And that's yeah. the end of how this adventure starts.
1: Again, I, I'm approaching this from a, this is not an adventure you buy to do. This is an adventure mm-hmm. you buy to supplement all of your games. Yeah. So think about it that way. I don't care about plot hooks. They should have better ones. Yes, but I just gave up thinking that they're going to have. Yeah, nice I know. Ones. I know I said know?
0: I wasn't going to mention, but this is this is this one. is just a joke.
1: Yeah. So Zikran Seferin Tome basically is uh, he, this guy was an author who is well known for being studied on like the planes and whatnot. Stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So it has a massive lock of which all of the avowed who have tried to open it have not been able to and have lost interest. These guys have no attention span. They have a lot of books to go read, I guess. So Understandable. Um, is is there a way for the players to know that the only way to open this is to leave Candle Keep with it? I'm looking, and I don't think there's a way.
0: I don't. I think... That, I mean, you can talk to an avowed, but they're like... You can eh. talk to a avowed,
1: and they're like, yeah, sure, you can do it, but... It also rides on you telling them that you need to leave with it. And they're like, Yeah, sure, as long as you bring it back.
0: Maybe don't, maybe it could be like, Hey, you could go ask Joe. He lives in the city we down got a below.
1: locksmith outside. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe you got a, a thief character that prides themselves on being able to pick any lock and they can't pick this I'm like I have to take it with me. And that happened. that's that's yeah. the only like that would happen in our in our group.
0: Basically. Or you leave it in your backpack by accident
1: whoops even though they've got security stuff for this you know a little beep security guard thingies that you know you walk through in a mall so basically this thing is um a genie lamp if you uh-huh. can think about it that way a whiz- wizard i don't know what he is some some genosi dude uh wants to make a flying genie? fortress uh no the genasi guy trapped this genie oh, that, yeah. in a book because he wanted to use his powers to create a flying fortress the genie eventually got you know a little against it and said no so this genasi trapped him in here and whenever you finally open it this genie basically says if you can end my entrapment spell kill the person who bound it to me or get them to willingly release it i will grant you one free casting of the wish spell he's a genie right so cool cool. that can be fun yeah 10th level wish yes don't mind if i do don't mind if I do. So that's that's the plot hook to do the thing. Yes. If your players could make use of a wish spell, which, you know, my party definitely could. I wish the orga- lots of organization
0: there was better.
1: Um, yeah. Other adventures
0: break it down like this is what the genie knows. Mm-hmm. Bullet points. This is all just in like three paragraphs where you get all this yeah. information.
1: You get they should have mentioned the book, the fact that it can't be unlocked except for a certain way how the players can guarantee find that out. Yeah. There's no like guarantee way to do this, which I guess like wasn't the goal of these quests. Like you can miss these. I get it. That's realistic. But it just it reminds me it. a lot of
0: old D&D adventures where it's just filled with text and you have to kind of decipher and figure out what they're saying.
1: Yeah. Thankfully at this time I had the patience to, you know, slog through all of them, but as we get later I was just like I, this isn't interesting enough and it's oh oh boy <laughs> I, I read through the important parts but whenever they had massive exposition i just skimmed through it okay so for this thing uh they they send you on a trek to go to zikrin's laboratory yes. for or uh and they're just like you can do whatever you want you're going along the sword coast you have wyverns hunt them or any npcs important to your campaign you know that's how these authors have been tackling traveling they don't want to force you to necessarily do things I suppose uh, but yeah. you come across Zekrin's lab which surprise he's not there it's oh, been no. flooded big sad um, And there what a is of, there
0: there's a bronze, bronze dragon
1: there's a bronze dragon something I liked some sort of like low level story not low level but like off the cuff storytelling there's a couple of elves I think that drowned here and if you investigate a little bit you can see that they slept and you know they succumbed to all the water here Telling you that a this happened recently, and b it's a sad little death thing that yeah. can happen during the party. Like, and I I like that sort of storytelling. That's the things that make me enjoy stuff like this. My
0: problem though with the cave area is as much as I love the descriptions and the little you know lore mm. and the history stuff that you, you the user is talking about there. Besides that, there's not much happening within this cave, and I I would worry yeah. that players could be bored unless the DM is explaining a lot of this stuff well yeah. and interestingly.
1: And the dragon that you come across is I. Did they give a nature for him? The young bronze dragon, lawful good. So, bronze dragons are lawful good. good. So, he's he's got his treasure hoard. And of course, if you try to touch it without his wishes, you're going to fight him. But yeah, if someone sees
0: dragons more uh, nine times out of 10, they're like, oh, we got to fight this thing. So, I like that it's a bronze dragon that it can go multiple ways.
1: Yeah. So, you either fight it, kill it, peruse, and figure out where Zykron actually is.
0: The genie can help persuade it as well.
1: Hell yeah. Cool. And there's a lot of dragons that show up in this book later on, and I love reading their names because they're some of the most fun things to roleplay, I would imagine. I mean it's it's
0: you got the dungeons, and then you got the the dragons. dragons. So the dragons are pretty cool.
1: So my problems with this whole thing begins when you get to the cloud peaks where Zykron actually is. And my big problem is not the climb.
0: Yeah, the climb's kind of cool.
1: I like the climb. Makes it feel like a journey yeah it's brutal tough you got winged kobolds that don't try to kill you but rip your clothes so you freeze to death i just the only thing i don't like
0: is that the winged kobolds come back twice day two and day three i would only i'd only bring them back on day three if you didn't kill them all i like that it does say that there's more you know but it just seems so silly to have there's so many other options you could pull from on day three
1: that is my issue with the entire part of this is you finish the trek and you get to where Ryan where do you go next you go
0: to a cloud giant
1: keep sorry what i'm sorry who who's what cloud giants do you know how many goddamn cloud giants are here
0: it's a cl- it's a keep of cloud many giants of ca-
1: there's so many but they're all what ghosts Undead. but there's every every room every room
0: i think the way the way you're supposed to do it is only a couple of them as far as i could tell not all of them say that they fight a lot of them are yes.
1: just kind of... If you do t- things or flavor. open X, yes. Yeah. But there's so many.
0: I mean, this is their home, oh. man.
1: It just as a DM, it kills me. But as a player who's gone through a couple of goblin phases of the beginning stages of d and D, I didn't... At some point, I would have. But seeing, like, you know, 20 goblins throughout a goblin keep makes sense to me. But just for some right. reason, this this supplement candle keep. every time i read a new room there's always like a new fun creature that's there but c4 mess hall there three cloud giants sit at one table kitchen oh, the wait, cloud wait. the cloud giant is in different tool. wait but
0: the mess hall is my favorite one. Second floor bedroom cloud
1: they're, giant yeah. they're yes. playing
0: a little game they're like playing cards it's so cute
1: yeah. <laughs> I just got a little tired of reading and the cloud players can look over open. it and
0: watch them play it and if they make a history check they know they know how to play the game i understand it it's cute yeah. it's there's very cute fun
1: stuff there's um, also like some nice items that you can find around, some jugs. I, the orgs. reason why Ooh. I like this is because it
0: just seems so much larger than life. You know, it's this like this gigantic cloud keep or cloud giant keep, and it just it feels cool.
1: You know who else is larger than life?
0: What Zikron?
1: Zikron himself, dude. He is fancy. And I love the art of this guy. (laughs) Looks like he just walked out of Shrek or something. He's like water (laughs) element Cartman, and I love it. (laughs) And he's just sassy and wants a flying fortress and has Uh an air cannon that he can shoot out.
0: Why wouldn't Uh, you want a flying fortress?
1: Why wouldn't you want a flying fortress? So when you get to this guy finally after trekking through the waves and waves of cloud giants, Mm -hmm. you can either... I mean, give him what he wants and resolve it. Let him have his castle and, you know, betray the genie, basically. Or you can fight him. And kill him and free the genie. So, the genie, is. we can jump through the fight. Maybe we should talk about it itself. Do you have any comments on, like, the mechanics of it? What he does? No, he's
0: pretty he's, he's an archmage with just an ability to, to conjure some elementals as well. Nothing All too right. special of a fight. Personally. It's just
1: the best character art in the entire thing. Like this dude. Yeah.
0: yeah you'd have to have some, some fun phrases prepared to toss out during the combat. And his
1: voice has to be perfect, uh-huh. man. Pretty but sassy. let's say you succeed let's and say. you finish everything. How many times did you do something that, that it said, you know, the, the Jenny, the, the, whatever it is called, said he will remember that? How many times did you get good ones? How many times did you get bad ones? Because mm-hmm. you're getting time's the wish up. spell. You're getting a wish spell. What's the problem with a wish spell, Ryan? Usually it's at the DM's uh-huh. discretion. Uh huh.
0: They can twist it. And they it. can
1: twist it. Especially with the genie. But but, but. if you followed the correct paths uh-huh. and didn't piss off the genie ever, it says at some point, I think somewhere that the genie may not twist the spell.
0: Well he uh, um if he, he suggests an alternative.
1: There's an alternative. Yeah, he says, how
0: about use this spell instead?
1: You pretty much kind of confine him again to something and get to (laughs) use him as a familiar. Kind of. And kind of weird to me, but uh, you get a sensor of controlling air elementals. Yeah. Which allows you to, you know, cast him. And after a year of using him, you can then maybe use the wish spell.
0: Yeah, why not?
1: Cool. But, Ryan, I want to ask you, if I treated this Jenny to the like white best of my white gloves service, would you genuinely give me a consequence-free wish spell?
0: You treated him like an asshole.
1: If I if I tried to treat him nice, would uh, you really give it to us?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'd again with the concept of the wish spell. If it's something easily manageable, yeah, why not? If it's but, the the harder it gets, the the you know, obviously the more complicated it becomes.
1: Hmm. Unless he was treated terribly by the characters, he is unlikely yep. to twist the wording of the party's wish. So, if I were a DM, I would, to my the best of my ability, have Gaz Razam grant the wish. Yeah, I mean, it's, not like I, would, it's not
0: like I would. not have any twisting of the word. It's just it may not be you know the exact way they you know just the way the wish happens. Yeah, it'll still happen. Not, there's not going to be I'd any be
1: intentional different. genie antagonism. Yes, yes, but he will grant your wish to what you say, I suppose in this case. And if it's like, I wish to have all the money in the world, it's going to take all the money and send it to you. And you're probably going to be a criminal or something. I don't know. Right. Yeah, Something like that. So it's not him doing it. You just wished for that. All right, cool. I just want to discuss that. See how rude you would be if, <laughs> if we succeeded in being nice to him. But I overall, I think the beginning's a little weak. There's some fun interactions in the, you know, the giant's area and a fun antagonist, yeah, I suppose. typical kind of D&D adventure. Yeah, pretty straightforward. Lots, some fun stuff, some cool characters, a dragon. What's not to like? All right. The Curious Tale of Wisteria Vale. Ooh,
0: by Kiana or Kiana? Kiana Shaw. Kiana,
1: Kiana Shaw. Uh, they're
0: a D&D creator that's often on the DMs Guild. Uh, most notably, a fantastic little adventure book called "Darkhold Secrets of the Zentatum.
1: Very yeah. good, recommend. It's got the facts. So, finding the book in this one, we said we weren't going to talk about it too much. Well, this one's got a plot hook. It does. Give it to me. They've been hired. Yes, On by who? How? Why?
0: The, <laughs> well, behalf of the Harpers. Which, if you are not running within the Forgotten Realms, then I would recommend to make your own up because the Harpers is a faction within the Forgotten Realms. Um, but they are looking to find a, a cure. Uh, they're recommending to check out this book. Uh, they're giving you 5,000 gold pieces, which... Big money. I, I was about to, be able to say, by this level, you probably
1: got a lot of money in your pockets.
0: Hey, but I, Ryan, it's, we, you know,
1: we don't have anywhere near 5,000 well, gold the problem is five, 10, Ryan. The
0: problem is, though, it gets divvied up. Because you guys have gotten some big gold prizes, but then it gets divvied up between everybody.
1: We still don't have five thousand. total oh, yeah, we do okay. spend it, though. I'm it's just looking. Ye- Once we get a level eleven, we better have a paycheck coming oh, all our right, way. All right, all right. All right. Okay. 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 Moving forward. Um, Moving forward.
0: But yeah, that's the plot. Someone actually has them to go look for this thing.
1: Yeah. So there's a, a bard that has been corrupted, and yes, yeah. I do. They tell right away that this bard has been trapped in this book. I don't believe so. Don't believe so. But that's that's the that's the thing. That's just what has happened. This is a dimension this book turns out to be to hold Quill, this legendary bard who became corrupted after a set of adventures that are de- depicted in this book itself. Mm-hmm. So the book is a play, play a three-act yeah. play of how he fell from grace. He, Vargan. If this, this is delivered
0: poorly, then I think the players will be very bored. Because this is yeah. just a big info dump stuff. So it's gotta It is be delivered. just a big info cool.
1: dump. Yeah. So get some music, turn down the lights or something, have some voices. I'd
0: almost say because of the nature of candle keep and how this book is, you know, laid out, I'd almost say you open it and you read, it's it's like a hologram, like it appears. You can see yeah, the them players acting out. Well, I know it's not that's not fun. I'd say you could see it being acted out. You know, it could Ooh. be it could be cool
1: that way. It could be cool. Or it's not cool. It's just a lot know. to that, read. It is rough. It's a lot to read. It's three chonky paragraphs granted you and don't need this stuff for the adventure no you really don't it's one of those like dark soul sorts of things that you come across it you don't you do come across it cool or if you're playing it on twitch people are going to tell you because there's cool lore and you got to go read it it's that sort yeah. of thing so i was along for the ride on this i'm like all right that's okay that's cool can I just, i'll get I, some... I can
0: give a couple of props to kiana really quick before we jump ahead that there's yeah, a go. adventure summary in here I yeah. love when adventures have adventure summaries. It, it, it helps me visualize the process of almost this all adventure.
1: of them do after this point. Yes.
0: The beginning which, ones uh, did not.
1: Yeah. Okay. They're so small. Continue. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm along for the ride. Let's go to a dimmy plane. Let's figure uh-huh. stuff out. Let's save this guy and get some massive bank. It started losing me a little bit until beholder time. I know,
0: man. I'm Woo, in. Baby. Let's I go am in.
1: I, I i knew the second ryan saw that i was like oh it boy.
0: seems so random to toss it in there but i'm but beholders i'm all for it
1: well this beholder was being harassed in mm-hmm. the sh- wherever they are the shadowfell what is it where is he located Underdark. He's, he's in the Underdark. Under yeah he's chilling he's doing whatever and he dreams himself going into wisteria to avoid, Veil. To
0: avoid his enemies
1: to avoid his enemies. Now, let's think about that. Wisteria Vale has a very specific purpose to house Quill until we can cure him, until they can cure him. How the, what, who, how does this Beholder know about this? Their dreams are just so random. So, he gets here, and there's a bunch of villagers, but they're all mannequins enchanted to play out this town for Quill so that and he's he happy. he the
0: Beholder thinks this is all for them.
1: Yes, that's what I was, <laughs> yeah. So, he, he thinks this is his world, because he dreamed it up. Is his place. So he ends up uh, interacting with Quill and eventually duplicating him and trapping him. Yeah, if we get the idea, the beholder's been here for a little bit before we show up. Yeah for a long while so you can run around and talk to some pretty interesting uh npcs and mm-hmm. characters and locations to go where you can gather various bits of information it almost
0: gives me if anybody's watched wandavision the new marvel show it almost gives me a kind of wandavision vibe so like this it whole town's like got that. some weird stuff going on underneath the surface
1: yeah so some of that weird stuff is the westeria Vale events and I, I was so hyped getting into them because it's titled in a thing called aberrant events that happened because of the beholder's hold on yep. this place but it's some simple sound effects color changes <laughs> and weather going on I am I if I ran this I would make shit weird as fuck yep. or at least more fun you know aberrant events aren't just well, like rain falling a the sky
0: involved with anything there's gotta be some weird stuff going on
1: well it's like when they wrote these aberrant events I feel as though they wrote Wisteria Veil vale from the perspective of the players not knowing it's a demiplane at first Right. And then it got changed at some point, maybe. And the players knew the entire time so that these veil events, it's like, it's not going to do anything to the players. Yeah, If you, you want okay. some
0: fun, random beholder type event stuff, go to our beholder episode where we talk Ooh. all
1: about the fun, juicy stuff that the beholders can dream up. That's a deep cut, man. It's been a while since that, that is long. an old episode. <laughs> That's an old episode. It's a good one though. It's a good one. It's so weird that we can say that now. It hasn't been that long. We haven't been doing that, but we've we got a catalog. we got a catalog at this point. So, uh overall the villagers are are friendly to the people. Uh, Almost the, feels the players like soft light. Yeah. It's super cool. And it, it I think kind of gets a little messy in the end. Like there's a party, but it's not like clear of when it's happening, but it just starts happening at some point. yeah, um, what's well, a
0: party for that's how you get to the manor. You're supposed to learn mm-hmm. that there's a party going on to celebrate quill or something, but really it's uh to celebrate oh no, it's the quill is celebrating the beholder, but the the quill yes. that's celebrating the beholder is the beholder's quill anyway
1: quill so it's just a party
0: for the beholder for himself the beholder's
1: throwing himself a party
0: yeah which is very beholder like right
1: right? and it's interesting too because beholders if you read up on their lore they're suspicious of everything but because he thinks this is his dream his world
0: have fun he's interact (laughs)
1: like a beholder in society that is so fast like ooh. That's a lot of fun, and then there's I, the, deep, well, the, the, of this, the The
0: deeper this goes, the the more the mystery gets. Like you learn that once you find out the quill is not the quill, and you learn there's a beholder going on here, it just gets more and more juicy and interesting. The part where Braxton is mentioning that kind of starts throwing me off is when you get to the manor. And there's all these different mm. paintings that you can go through. Yeah. And The paintings are supposed to be like trips deeper into like the demi plane. It's like a separate demi plane where Which things is are. Like why? It's where things are kept. The beholder keeps Quill back here, and Quill's kind of okay with it. He's back there just reading a book. Um, but my problem with this is traveling from within the paintings is completely random. You roll like a d6 or something, and you can show up at a different painting. The frustration I could see with the, the, the players just trying to walk to different places and just they keep reappearing in the same areas, not knowing that there are other places you can get to, would be ridiculous. I, I, I wish there was an easy way to maneuver around. Like you can just see in the distance a yeah. tree and you walk to the tree and boom, you're at the tree instead of, yeah,
1: I don't know. Just get a uh, Super Mario 64 speedrunner. and you pop through all the paintings. But Ryan, I have I a question I was thinking like, a, like a Persona
0: were. or a Harry Potter kind of thing where you're walking yeah. from painting to painting. I think that would be really cool.
1: Super easy. What's your question? But I do have a question for you. So you've got a banquet in front of you, yeah? Yes. You got a banquet in front of you. I'm going to list out some food. And I, wanna, I want you to tell me what you're most likely to go for, Okay. Okay. got some candied yams cheese stuffed peppers jerk frog legs salted cockatrice eggs sturge burgers veggie kebabs and you know that's it what would you go for
0: i i feel like i'd probably go for the burgers but when i thought about sturge burgers that sounds disgusting so yeah. i think the frog What's legs this?
1: okay the frog legs well that's good uh you find out that you if you try to jump you get the benefit of a jump spell for an hour for me, I was reading through, and I was like, dude, cheese stuffed pepper sounds really good. And I kept reading, and I went, I'm dead. Because you need to... And Okay, this is level 11, but if you've got some glass cannon characters who don't have con, and they eat these cheese stuffed peppers, they are dead. Instantly. If they fail a DC 15 save, you eat this, you instantly drop to zero hit points, explode, and leave behind a mass of... A uh, like mess and blood and guts and everything you were carrying and wearing is is left behind and you're yeah. just dead.
0: I love that it says instantly drop to zero hit points and explode.
1: Oh, bah, You j- mm? That's okay? Brutal. It is brutal, but you know, yeah. all right, it's fun. It's gonna suck though. JD agrees. Maybe you could watch someone else eat it and explode first. Yeah, maybe there would have to be, like, a dirty mess of somebody on the table with, gonna, like a I'm half gonna, eaten so cheese pepper.
0: I'm checking here. Uh This is level 11, right?
1: Yeah. The... 75. So, I've got 100-something hit points, my uh-huh. character. And I am for constitution, and I've rolled high on most of them.
0: Okay. I'm looking here, and it seems like the average HP at level 11 is anywhere between 68 and 102.
1: Okay. So, there's, like, a one third of the population or so maybe a little more yeah, that a chance. would instantly die
0: no hopefully if you you know hopefully you got a high con if you got that well actually if you have a high con you wouldn't have a yeah. low hp so hopefully i mean fucked. you've
1: you've gone into an extra dimensional painting to a banquet your dm is detailing the food on the table you're gonna get an idea i would hope that things yeah. could be bad you know so so maybe there's that let me tell you my favorite Maybe part of this, that. though, Braxton. Right, my do it. favorite
0: part of this adventure. Whenever you save Quill, you don't save Quill. he Teleports. Who gives a shit about Quill, right? No matter yeah. you know, this adventure, if because the Beholder's not really a part of this adventure. He's just kind of there as added fluff. If you yeah. piss him off and you finish and you you let Quill you know, be uncorrupted and he thanks you and the book closes and everyone the demi planes are gone. The Beholder goes back to the Underdark and now hates you guys and spends yeah. the rest of his time plotting on how to kill you and how to track you down and boom you had a whole new quest whole new campaign on your hands
1: gotta admit that I love the ones in Candlekeep that end with some sort of person thing going out and hating the players yeah continuation coming back.
0: I, would, I just want more Beholder adventures you know, I was not expecting it I got a quick, quick thing to yell about, then we'll continue on. I saw a poll. It's like trying to find people's, the best, most favorite D&D monster. And it's doing like, you know, one of those, you know, kind of like tournament things where two monsters go against each other, then one continues. And there was an illithid versus an owlbear. And the owlbear won. And I wanted to pull my hair out. I got
1: it. I mean, meme culture, they like big fluffy things and owls, dude.
0: But what's exciting about an owl bear? Nothing.
1: That's the point. That's the point. You can make stuffed animals out of it. They can be cute, fun pets for the people. People, you know, they don't like tentacle boys. I just don't. Let's move on to
0: the adventure I wrote the least about: the Book (laughs) of Inner Alchemy.
1: That is so fucking hilarious that you say that.
0: Is it yours as well? The
1: one that I checked out the most from is this one. why well, is there so much writing well i'll tell you why i
0: i, I wrote so little for
1: this one. First, it's written oh by
0: daniel kwan um thanks kwan he is a big part of the asian represents table rpg podcast group there's a lot of really cool stuff i highly recommend you go check out daniel kwan um this adventure is um it's like for me it's like a cheesy kung fu movie by yeah. the at least by the end it starts off kind of like this murder mystery plot going on and then you walk up to this like this
1: brutal cult like <laughs>
0: yeah killing people and training and
1: feeding them to black puddings but then you
0: get there right you get there and you you walk up to like this house this manor and Did you watch
1: spongebob i have i've have seen spongebob yeah do you remember the episode where like sandy is in the tower of karate or some shit and yeah, spongebob has like, to go through it? it's, it's like that, that. yeah it's you literally you walk
0: that. into walk up to the manor and there's this guy on top of it's like Oh, no one's ever made it here before. You must be ready for some intense action. And then he jumps down and you, and you like he take, tries to go to town with you and that's the that's the beginning of this combat. It's it's Honestly, like cheesy kung fu. I love it.
1: I do love the end of it. There's a little too much like backstory for these guys to read like it's fun but and it and it can come through and the way you roleplay these characters and improve what you yeah, do this could like be we a talked really about. really
0: fun kind of RP silly adventure like
1: uh keep it doesn't start that way. No. It doesn't start that way. It's literally like these guys are cutthroat. I think they murder to people. You have to play it up
0: with the camp and the cheesiness and, you know, I, I don't know how you that do that true. with the beginning, but you gotta.
1: So basically, you we can end it with what we've just said and the next description that I give. And it's this book defines the secrets of some sort of martial art thing. And it turns out it gives you an idea of how Key works and whatnot and lets you create a really damn cool item that if you're a min-maxer, you probably have <laughs> this on your list because,
0: yeah. my God! It's the, the item I was referring to earlier.
1: Yeah, so the gloves of soul-catching, what do they do? Your constitution score is 20 while you wear these gloves.
0: Pretty good. Would have helped out the character that died in the last adventure.
1: True. Cheese is no match for these gloves of soul-catching. So you tell your DM, at some point, I don't care when, I'm going to make my constitution One. Because I'm going to get these, and I'm going to put my soul, my <laughs> points, and everything else. Uh, and that's, that's the big thing about it, is it guarantees you a 20 con. So um, it's not that great for a character that already has it, of course. Um, but whenever you make a successful unarmed strike wearing them, you can use them to do an extra 2D and 10 force damage and regain hit points equal to the force damage dealt. Alternatively, instead of regaining hit points, this way you can choose to gain advantage on an attack roll, ability check, saving throw. Yeah,
0: this is the
1: monk magic item. Pretty damn cool so yeah mm-hmm. if you've got a monk in in the campaign and you're like i want to do something for them
0: i, I honestly i it. think you know, th- i mean not even just that item this adventure seems like it'd be a blast for a like a monk backstory quest like, oh my god <gasps> like their character is maybe uh... been kidnapped by the dojo or you know this, this cultist and there's stuff going down and this is their their arc and this is how it ends with
1: this adventure yeah Fuck, take the book out of it if you want, or keep it in there and just have, have Bach May have trained your monk character Ooh. with his brutal ways and in their backstory. Yeah. And then you're like, I, guys, it's time. We're powerful enough. I, I need to, to tell back. you about Bach May. We have <laughs> to go back.
0: <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta tell it's you about time. Bach May. Oh. oh,
1: that's great. And it's cool to see Asian representation in a tasteful way without it literally yeah. presenting the campiness to I mean, it because written, i didn't read it that way yeah yeah
0: it's written by the, one of the guys that runs and asians represent kind of podcasts and i think that's 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 good for which because if anybody else had written this adventure it could be a problem but he, yeah. he it yeah you know, obviously wrote it very tastefully and
1: and the funny. art for steel crane jade tigris and and buck may as well are really cool and buck may's art specifically he's got like a <laughs> yeah. Face Looking going on, the and it's like okay, that's the feel of this adventure. My only
0: problem with the, I mean, this is a, a fun adventure. We're kind of getting into it. That's why I didn't write much on it because I oh, that was just kind of a fun, cute adventure. My only problems with it was the, um, uh, the the creatures, the the I mean, the creatures, quote unquote, the the, the Bach May um, <laughs> uh, Jade Tigress, and what's what's the guy's name? Um, uh, Steel Crane. Steel Crane. Steel Crane and Jade Tigress are almost a carbon copy of each other. Uh, they make yeah. the, pre- pretty much the same abilities and stuff. Um, Bachman has them, obviously, with a couple of extra stuff. I like his better. I, I want to see Jade Tigress and, uh, and the other guy, uh, Steel Crane, to have more variation. I understand yeah. they're trained by the same guy, you know, but still, I think it would just be more fun to have uh, different types of abilities.
1: Yeah. Just just for an example, like uh, Steel Crane and every, all of them have Deflect Missile, which, which is basically like a Small stereotypical stuff. martial art thing. So they're not going to be like insta-dead if you've got a party of five. I yeah. like that they built them that they way. They
0: can heal people. themselves as well.
1: Yeah. All right. Onward?
0: Yes, yes.
1: All right. So you jump over to... The next one, which is the Canopic Being, and you're greeted with the sight of the coolest-looking book in the entire thing. Yeah, you think so? It's one of them until you get later.
0: That's all right, I guess.
1: It's a glass-encased tome. It is sick-looking with, like, some emerald eyes on it, and I think the strongest, if forceful, pull... For the adventure
0: 100 i wrote i wrote right here in my notes i love that this product has some like, give to it it's it's about time there was a product that like punched like this
1: so this book arrived nine months ago mm-hmm. in candle keep mysterious in a yellow cloth blah 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 and you know there's a handwritten note that says as fate wills it <gasps> um over time maybe you find the book through whatever way that, you know, these people mention, but your players get the book, right? That's, that's the ultimate sure. thing. And they start reading it, and it depicts these grotesque um, ways to create, like, these golems or whatever There's and a couple of rituals. other, like, dark rituals. And next, about, like, being able to um, connect a mummy lord to a physical vessel by transplanting its organs into a humanoid. And there's a list of recipients of this ritual, which brings up a couple.
0: The the sacrifices, yeah.
1: The sacrifices, one of which was the person who brought the book and has visited Candlekeep. And the last three are, or the last few, are your players. What? And then at that point, your players are like looking all over the body for scars and shit. (laughs) Now we're invested. So it's forceful. It forces them to have to worry about this, yes. But... It's a literal pull. Like you guys are connected to some mummy demon thing. You have an organ in your body, apparently. What do we do? Where do we go from here? See,
0: oh, Final. see, I didn't read it like that. That's I re- how I read it. I read it as because she's an oracle. I read it as she she's but planning. The players don't
1: know that. Yeah, well, you find it out later.
0: I read it as, yes. as as that she put the names in there because she knows she's going to come across these players, and when they when she comes across them, she plans on killing them and sacrificing them.
1: That is literally what it is. But if I were to come across this and read that and see, like, carrying my player in your game uh-huh. would be like, when did that happen?
0: <laughs> it just, Yeah, I guess that's a good point. I didn't even consider that.
1: Yeah, so that, like, even more bowls me towards it. But I just, lo- like, directly mentioning the player's... Having Keep be a little bit more of it a reminds connection. me
0: of. There's a random encounter in the Incursive Stroud where the players are walking around and they pass a uh, like a crossing, and there the crossing is where people are hanged. And they see being hung there are themselves. They see themselves. Didn't you do that to me? I did. Yeah, I, I only show. Yeah, I would single out you guys to make it more interesting, but you see themselves hanging there for a brief second. They turn back and they're gone.
1: Just just, just
0: a way to you know include, include the them. players in the creepiness and the chaos that's going on.
1: Yeah, so uh, there's a bunch of fun things that go on and a lot of interesting role play that you as the yes. DM can do. I with like how much people I like how much information is given to the book here, too, because it's not too much. Well, I,
0: I I appreciate it because I know if you have your book written in this tome, you're going to want to read it and understand it and dissect and go, OK, what's going that what's going on in this book? So it allows the DM to not have to pull things out of their ass. Yeah.
1: So essentially, and it cuts out
0: the fluff with a teleportation spell.
1: Yeah, it just says you guys get yoded on over there because at this point, what level are you? Thirteen? You're yeah. pretty strong. Pretty pretty strong. You get yoded over there, and everybody is like pretty stereotypic cult. They're like, I don't know, dark sacrifices. Huh? But I don't know what you're talking oh, these about. These guys aren't a
0: part of it, right? These guys are like a part they're, of a different organization, yeah. which this this entity was a part of at one point, and
1: they're kind of doing their own thing now. At least until you get to, you know. One last person. Yeah, but I don't they're, who they she is, they but...
0: these these guys from my understanding are all right individuals. They just they, oh, yes. they seem a little creepy because they have like a big eye on their forehead when you first show up.
1: Yeah, and they're all wearing the same clothes, and you know this is the organization of the people who are planning to yeah, put an, an organ in orb you. Is
0: what it's called. I don't
1: know what's going on, but eventually it leads to like a penultimate fight with a with the Oracle herself, Valen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's got some cool stuff, man. And there's a lot of interesting encounters on the way where yep. you see organs of people that have been replaced. They're in jars and stuff, very thematic for mummies and whatnot. Uh, and there's even two ways to revive people that you learn about. It's pretty interesting because it's maybe likely that your character is going to die here.
0: I wish there so were more like- of these kind of deserty adventures. I love it. I- I- I'm hoping they're going to re- resurrect Dark Sun at some point. I, I think it's... <sighs> it's there's another one another kind of desert themed adventure later on in this and i i, I love this kind of imagery and this stuff
1: i gotta ask though dark sun did that inspire some things in the campaign that you run for us i don't know what do you mean all right we'll see What you what you're talking about i don't know um don't know. my problem yeah. with this so <laughs>
0: getting to the adventure okay hmm. it all happens you got to get teleported but then there's you have to go to this shed right you gotta go find the shed behind this main temple structure right what if you don't find the shed nothing points you to the shed it's just you gotta explore and I guess you find out by process of elimination it's the only thing that you haven't gone to yet you gotta have I I would have something that points the players in this direction say hey uh, Valen spends a lot of time over there I haven't Hmm. seen them a little bit I'll check it out I don't know
1: maybe that was something that was cut given the benefit of a doubt
0: oh we haven't talked about that yet yeah so I should (laughs) have mentioned this at the beginning uh, the adventure we both hated uh last episode. Uh what's the name of it? Uh, Book of Cylinders. Um yes. So I, I have apologies to to say. We kind of shat all over it. Apparently, um according to the author, um Graeme Barber, apparently a lot of it was cut out. Yeah. He had a lot more words. You can think about it like the Justice League versus the Snyder cut. Uh, there was a apparently he had a huge bunch of words and without even telling him they just tossed it out this that's happens brutal, a lot supposedly from what we've heard so that, that's that's sad to hear and I, I probably could have been a lot better
1: there were there were some things poking out like a glacier in that that could say this could have been a good adventure and I hope one day we get to see it but yeah we'll see the, the gram sorry. cut yeah all right so what do you think about like if the players do manage to get to this shit yeah. and figure things out the tomb itself it's cool you
0: know, i like it, it. Cool. i uh like the oracle stuff it even says like the oracle can predict things that are or foreshadow things that are going to happen in your campaign as a, a large yeah. like it can allude to the big bad later on which can be you know a little nerve-wracking i would only toss this adventure in if i know for sure this is where we're heading Yeah. um because then the oracle might predict something that won't come true and the party won't care Um, there's a really cool like the boss fight happens in a zero g environment, and that's kind of cool. I guess I think it's interesting to think about how spells, some certain spells, would interact in a zero g gravity free
1: environment. Yeah, that's a yeah, like force spells too, Elders. If Elders blast, if you've got uh, force spells, yeah, push them around. (laughs) Um, there's a couple of rooms as well, like the mirrors of fortune that I really liked. If you managed to do some insane dexterity saving and not touching one of these like funhouse mirrors where you'd take 40 10 psychic damage every time you touch it
0: well even the option to that of there's a hidden hidden mirror in one of them and if you're with the it's uh assistant lady she can help you through it and you do with advantage yeah i love that those options are presented
1: absolutely and if you get through uh you i believe get a d8 that you can add to any role
0: if you get through unscathed yeah
1: you get blessed yeah. which is really cool and it's like let's put a teleportation portal here and just you know make our way through <laughs> just do it day. every time
0: even she'll learn it, it. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah cool and the fight's fun um the golems that you can fight are what you will turn into they are these like glass-ish stone whatever golems that had the organs put into them the glass organs of, of this oracle, and you fight them, and it can be kind of sad if you've learned about some of them. you're like, "Oh, that's the guy I yeah. learned about. Big salmon cry. Mm, well, that's, that's pretty much it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Valor, to me, Valor reminds me of like an anime boss care of Big Bad But because she's like, "I've waited so long, now yeah. we will see if you are ready." And then she goes to town. And if, she, if she dies, that. then you have to, <laughs> if she dies, then you have to uh, go find her heart and destroy that as well.
1: Get some cool items too, like a staff of fate, a watchful helm. Cool. Nice yeah. stuff. I That's think what things. you should, if
0: you take anything from this adventure, it should be the boss dialogue because I love when, when bosses die and they say something as they're dying. And depending on what you've done changes, what she says. And it's, 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 I think it just adds for some fun for the characters.
1: Yeah. And she's one of those entities that can come back as you've learned about yeah. these organs can regrow her in, in a sense. Uh, so there's yeah. a couple ways to end it. But as if well. you have
0: a party like mine, they're very thorough and go through every room and we'll probably find
1: what you're looking what they're looking for to destroy her heart. And if Ryan says you need to do a you need to do a perception check on this thing or something and tell him to save, and we don't do it, we're gonna We're gonna keep doing it until we yeah. figure it out. That's a problem in d DD, I suppose. All right. Uh the Scrivener's Tale. This one's got some cool stuff to it, but
0: terrible beginning.
1: E- it tries to do what the other one did in the way that it affects the players. Well, that,
0: that's cool. But just the getting the book and uh, it's, I yeah, wish, take, take it through it. I wish there was a frame. one who's watched or read the Harry Potter series, I'm going to drop a spoiler here for the second book. If you haven't watched it or it's, it's been enough time. Yeah. It's been a while. So in the second, in the second book, in the second, uh, part of the series. Ginny, uh, one of the characters, gets a spooky book from one of the other bad guys. And he just gets it by, he drops his the books back into her pouch after he looked at them and he just like drops it in with her. I think that would be fantastic for this. Have an acolyte bring, bring a book and actually drop it in or something. And the acolyte's a bad character. Unfortunately, the acolyte that is introduced in this is not, and they do it unmaliciously. I, I wish it was, uh, like they did it on purpose. They wanted to have someone else
1: suffer with this but
0: that's just me yeah. maybe i like suffering
1: uh, it's my dm everybody <laughs> hey, i'm guess you're i'm your dm now too shout out to the dungeon dude, i was watching something
0: the other day and i told uh i told my girlfriend about it i was like dude I, I this everything else about this i'm not really digging but this one terrible event i love and i want to include my in my And she was like no oh no what kind of person oh, no. are you
1: i gotta confide in her and learn about this some this sort of stuff so um how does this book come to the people they, they this this timid i guess a guy i don't know is like hey just there's this sketchy book come look at yeah. it and if anybody reads it then sylvan or touches it you have to read it you have to read it you, you read it reading. and from start your fingertips marks all over you you get marks all over you it's the script of the book and different boons and um detriments, detriments. i love these come effects. with that <laughs> boons i put it lightly curses or drawbacks i put it very strongly these are rough
0: some of them but i mean it starts off cool and interesting you can read and write sylvan and everything and then you can no longer cast a shadow that's a little odd and then you can cast the message cantrip cool and then magic potions no longer affect you you might not even find that out unless you decide to drop a health potion in your mouth it eventually gets down to you becoming petrified but this happens over the course of like every other day, I think it's every two days you have to make another yeah. charisma check or something.
1: You can be unpetrified, but the next dawn you'll go back to being glass statue. Yeah, it's so there, there's
0: some uh push, there's some you know draw to want to do this.
1: Yeah, the mark can be reviewed by a wish spell, though. Yeah, so, but I
0: mean, you're what level 14 at this point, I are not having a wish not spell. quite yet,
1: and there's some adventures later on that unless say, like, you people did the genie quest on them. and then you boom
0: no adventure for this
1: <laughs> done well for one person at least as long as not everybody read it uh but basically this is another kind of genie thing there's a an entity trapped yeah in this book and she wants out but she's bad this time she evil she's not not nice who is it scary Where's she do Dude, scary.
0: i do i don't know her name i don't care for her to be honest, oh, yeah. Honestly, she's just... like, it's like some, uh, it's again, it's kind of like some Feywild stuff again. Yeah. Um, because they are like, what's the word that they use? Um, oh, she, like Prince, Prince of the Shadow Glass. That's, that's yes. what she does. And there's another like organization, um, that she's like pretending to be or something. Uh, it's, it's reminds me of some kind of Shadowfell or Feywild elvish guilds and courts and stuff like that it's yeah. interesting plot wise interesting kind of lore wise but i i there's there a, a, lot, couple things there's I a like. lot of information to parse in this in this adventure a lot and if you are running it you gotta make sure you have this stuff down because unlike some of the other ones where it's like uh, it doesn't not super applicable this the whole drive for why the character is doing this and why the book is here and why this ghost is trapping this person. is because of all this extra information that the character's got to learn at some point. So yeah. there's, there's a, it's a very complex adventure, a lot of moving parts, a lot of complex NPCs with motives and RP. Yeah. If it's done well, the payoff, I think, would be worth it. But if it's not, it can be a slog to get through.
1: One of the most important things to touch on is Evendra and Machill, or Machil or however you say, and their backstory. Mm-hmm. Because they were hurt by this and i really loved it was short and sweet this can be told to the players in the matter of like a minute and it's effective it's it's a sad yeah, backstory there's some and really I'll,
0: cool lore and rp moments in here but it's gotta be done well
1: you want to know what my my favorite and least favorite moments in this what's up what do you want to start with which one favorite or least favorite
0: uh, let's talk to you now so your favorite
1: okay my favorite you ever had a dragon tax collector come to yeet you for your money
0: <laughs> i haven't but i can imagine except for this adventure
1: yeah. So that that I was just like a dragon comes to get money from you if you ever do anything bad in the previously mentioned character's mansion. She's like Okay. All right. That's fun. Uh and then Your least favorite my least favorite are famorians and long-lasting effects. Oh, <laughs> oh god. Yeah, what, four
0: famorians in here?
1: Yeah. That's brutal, dude. Your your party is going to get some baggage on them. I must say in this if but they aren't But
0: I I believe it says they they don't have to fight them, right?
1: They, they don't they, yeah they it, can't, convince it, it them. can't
0: end well and i think actually mm-hmm. that's how now that i think about it, in our game you guys you didn't end up fighting uh the famorians well, i
1: think we you killed one killed of them one. and then you talked
0: to the other guy later
1: and convinced him that we didn't kill him it was quite ironic i suppose they mentioned speak the, with the dead here as well i don't know if this is the moment yes, this is
0: what i was talking about
1: yeah so uh, all in all I, I enjoy it. you get to go to Baldur's gate which is fun scary uh, the Rillen house is, is pretty cool. Evandra Rillin, her story is fun. Her motives are great. Uh, you get to go down a, um, the entrance to the Haven of the Red Quill, if that sounds fun to you. Cool. Cool stuff. The, the uh, fight, fight's cool? The fight is really cool.
0: Especially with the complexity of having the marks probably on a couple of your players, then there's some uh, detriments they got to kind of balance and work through. It can be interesting.
1: I'm going to go pull up Starbucks and say, hey, can I get a Venti Dragon Fresco? <laughs> that's literally the dragon that's located here <laughs> fun time you can also uh come across a i don't know if he's petrified or what uh, but an adult black dragon who you can wake back up again he materializes in the middle of the room and you can yep. get the fuck out of his way if you don't he probably kills you or he just goes out of there and Man, he shows an up again later he's a big boy trying to tax his, a city again this Two level, dragons. uh
0: level this is level 14
1: 14 so adult black dragon
0: Maybe it's a tough to fight
1: do it. it's a very tough fight see we, when we were on the level 11 and 10 stuff i was like our game we're still fighting like pipsqueaks and stuff are we just under uh, built
0: no it's just it's hard to put in like if you're doing a kind of a low magic kind of we are or, yeah. or, a, or a complex building of stuff together you know it's tough to just have these big gigantic things in the middle of nowhere yeah. so
1: this got me sorry this got me scared because i was like i hope ryan does not because i don't know if we can handle these things at this level man you what's going yeah, on he has a
0: built stronger than you think
1: probably we he <laughs> almost kill us with every fight um but the the dungeon is cool you get to fight some nice stuff nintra i think yeah, that's she's her name. Cool. she's
0: got cool lair actions
1: uh oh that's a person later on down the line and her art's really cool looking too nintra is the the lady that's in the book itself uh, but yeah you kill her and you you know rid your curse market self anybody else who's you know covered yeah. in it as well that's it cool um did i even write anything about this one
0: what Al- 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 alcazar's appendix by adam lee who's a game designer at watsi
1: yeah know this this is the one that i was like oh you checked out of this one why is there so much
0: See, I, so, okay, I love the overview. It starts off with a great overview to help you kind of figure out where things are going. There's a Draculich named Zika Zakarishka, I don't know, good luck pronouncing that one. Um, There's a few options for quest hooks. Boom, I'm in, I'm engaged, that's what I'm talking about. But then there's another portal within a book. It's like, what, like the fourth, fifth one in this adventure, in this whole book? I don't know, something like that. Um, and I don't like, so getting, figuring out the portal, you have to like, that decipher this section of it and to decipher decipher it it just takes time that's yeah. it i wish there was a uh it like takes an hour you have to study it for an hour i wish there was a puzzle here i mean puzzles are hard to do in dnd but i i love giving my players physical stuff so like i love giving them i don't know this code that they have to try to decipher and figure yes. out that'd be super fun um i don't know something more than just you sit with it for an hour and boom you can understand it
1: so let me and like if you buy some sort of thing and you don't read through it like i did that's your own fault um but i read the important part so i get the structure of it i know what you're trying to do i know what goes on Uh and my thoughts were nether scroll is cool as all hell
0: the nether scroll yeah it's a very powerful uh thing uh, it's so, hard to make yes. it work, but
1: Yes. Could. If you manage to over 30 days, so that's 30 yeah, so have to be days downtime. of 8 hours per day, mm-hmm. doing a check where you need to meet Which at the to me end of it.
0: Which to me is WotC saying, we don't want players to do this, but you can if you have some downtime.
1: Yeah, so you study it for that long and at the end of it you do a DC 25 intelligence check. If you fail it, you take 16 D10 damage and probably Now die. would
0: you say you could do it 30 days not consecutively. You do one day, then you go adventuring, and then do another day.
1: Yeah, it doesn't say consecutively. It says it takes 30 days of concentrated study. Of course, if you yourself are a student, you can pick back on so your studies you can, where you left off.
0: Players can do this a little easier than I thought, but still, it's
1: yeah. not super So easy. what happens is your, your intelligence increases by two to a maximum of 22. Uh, and once you gain this benefit, you can't do it again, of course. Uh, but you also gain advantage on saving throws against spells. And other magical effects so as well as you save the throws. golem. You get the golem as a... Pretty much. Yeah. Like, whoa. Bruh. That's cool. So mm-hmm. the big bad is trying to get this away from you, basically. And it's, yeah, it's is, a, a, long a long, long adventure a that I said was lacking an in interesting story, but it has fun encounters, I guess. Huh. is literally my note on it.
0: See, I, I said yeah, there's a lot of... I could see why, you would, why someone would check out of this because there's a lot of background info.
1: Well, there's some cool stuff in the actual... And in Harun with like the worm and Once some things. Once you get into things. it.
0: But yeah. there's a lot of scrolling. There's a lot of background info that you got to kind of figure out and learn and piece all together. There's some cool you know, NPCs you meet. Um, I like the mystery. I like the interesting people you talk to. I love the... I love the encounters in the desert the hands of the dead with these you know things like grabbing you oh it's so cool and juicy and i would steal that and put into my desert in my world um and then there's a section where the players are going into like this i don't know if it's like a tomb i don't remember exactly what it it was but there's a purple worm that resides in the area and you start walking through if you're not quiet things start (laughs) that's that's having the tension there. And I love, there's a little cute moment that, that my boy Adam Lee writes in where he says, drop in the purple worm when the time is right. And then parentheses, the time is always right. So so I'm I'm down with the purple worm. Um, I, I love this adventure. I don't know if I would use it as written exactly, um, but there's a lot of great things that you can take out of this one. This to me is the most easily malleable and added to any place, and if you have a desert in your world, there's lots of, a lot really of reading, cool though. stuff. Yeah, there's really lots of reading. This is cool story. If stuff this was anyway. given
1: to me alone, I could get through it and probably like it, but I stand by my lacking and interesting story with fun encounters. Hmm. Yeah,
0: so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the, the encounters are super cool,
1: and I would yeah.
0: take them out and put them into my world. I love, I, I wish more things had Draco Liches in them because I think they're really cool. Um, I, I think out of the box, it's a cool adventure, but yeah it's 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 got some fluff.
1: twinga bless you twinga
0: you just watched you, you just watched the uh big bang theory
1: <laughs> no you, you <laughs> like twinga tiny <laughs> elemental spirits
0: uh-huh they exist all over favorite did you know
1: that <laughs> that's literally us sentence <laughs> they're in here that's fun right after what's this let me try to Zigzag risha yep that's him uh-huh. all right these last two guys by guys, I mean the books, the mysteries themselves. Uh-huh. They went, What are some of the coolest monsters that people don't get to use that much? Are they liches? Yes, we're using them.
0: I mean, you're not wrong, right? You're not, you're not wrong because the next one, Xanthoria. And I'm going to be honest. Uh, well, first, it is written by Tony Winslow Brill, uh, who writes Live Adventures League stuff, I believe, if I understood what yes. I looked at. And it reeks um, of that. But this, I mean, this is. This is a monster of a yeah. of a adventure in, a, to me, a good way. Do you like it?
1: I think it's the best one in the entire book.
0: I would agree. I wrote in my notes, now this is the one. This is, the. I mean, it's level 16, so it's, it's not going to be a walk in the park. I think the biggest praise I can give this, I'm going try to try to boil it down to this one little sentence I'm going to say. The biggest praise I can give this is that there are 10 locations, sorry, 11 locations and it doesn't feel like it. It feels like there's so much more going on here. It seems like there's so much action packed into each one of these locations. And that's the adventure. It's basically these 11 places. And that's it. Yeah. I love that. It's like a typical kind of It's almost like it's the dungeon of the mad mage where each like layer is a uh, each each layer of the dungeon is its own place and this is these 11 locations all have something very cool going on that's not just like I walk into a room. There's a chest. Boom, gold. Yes. Ooh, spooky ghost. Walk out. Leave. That's it. There's a lot going on here, and I, I really love it.
1: Well, he, uh, the, the the author of this, mm-hmm. probably listened to our Demon Princes episode. Probably a huge fan of the podcast. Huge fan of the podcast because Zuck Demoy. You know the the fungi demon princess or whoever yeah, she is, it's or like, it's like she is. Yeah, yeah. one of the scariest nastiest looking ones that is probably one of the most evil and wants to consume uh-huh. everything in a in a mushroom and fungi expanse is kind of the catalyst for all of this yeah and the domains for those people are very similar they've got layers and effects that happen oh it's just so good just, I, you remind me
0: of yeah if you read through the book then the number two 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 is all over it. And I'm like what does that it's mean? It's the
1: layer of hell. Yeah. That she's on the abyss. The abyss. Uh but if
0: if you if you like I love that because it even says if the players have encountered abyssal things in the past, have done research on the abyss, maybe even speak abyssal, they would know or they get advantage possibly on a check to know that this isn't a layer of the abyss that has uh Zugtumor and, and the, the ooze looking nasty ass. So Jubilex.
1: Yeah. That's cool. So I, I, even within the books and their appearances, this is the only one that is destroyed, decrepit. It's covered in fungi. The pages are wet and bent. It's Gross. crazy. And I, I said you, there's a plague that's going on. Basically, the plot hook is that there's an epic plague that's going on around epic. everywhere. So you're, you've got to deal with it. A wish spell cannot undo it. And I, mm. I literally wrote, why, though? And I mean...
0: Because it's prince. an adventure.
1: It's an adventure, basically. So let's no, plot you know, hook there. You know what? I would say? Why
0: it's, you can't? Because it's got some Zug to more demon
1: print stuff going yes, on. Yes, exactly. But that all of that's great. It's wonderful. But that's not my favorite part of it.
0: Well, yeah. What's your favorite part?
1: So you've got an NPC in in this. Okay. You've got Thunderwing, a, a little fairy, a little sprite. Yeah, right, right at the
0: beginning, you see it.
1: Uh, she is um. um. Not super capable, very emotional. She lost some of her friends when she entered into this area, this plane. That's her old home. Um, And immediately hits it off with the adventurers, even if they're kind of against her or they don't like her that much. She wants to
0: get out or save her
1: friends or something, right? And you keep going and you figure out that you're going up against a lich. And at that point, you probably know that liches have phylacteries and you can't really get rid of this plague until you find out what that is and kill it. And you go through these areas and you learn about what Xanthoria has done on her path to become a lich, the terrible experiments that has gone on, the things that you can find in these areas, just great little storytellings that your players can unveil on, on their own. JD's super interested. Yeah, he's
0: scared of this place.
1: And you eventually find out that she learned a way to break a rule of phylacteries. Love it. And that is to make her phylactery a living being. And hopefully at this point, this adventure has been going on for quite some time and your players have gotten attached to Thunderwing at some point. And Uh you come up to the fight with Xanthoria, this massive lichen lich, fungus-covered skeleton. She has an ability that makes her able to do lair actions, losing initiative ties. And it's just like, she's strong. As all hell. And maybe you kill her. And you find out after the fight or during it, you realize that the only way to keep her from coming back is to have Thunderwing willingly kill herself. Give up her life. Because Thunderwing, it said in the beginning, and this kind of forebodes it, can't take damage or be hurt unless she wishes so. So, in the end, when you finally decide to try and convince her, the only ways that you can do it are promising to raise her friend from the dead, promising to complete Xanthrae's original mission to rid the forest of undead, or destroying Xanthrae's notes so that nobody else can do it. And if she decides to, which she can genuinely say no, turn invisible and fuck off, and Xanthrae comes back, and it's like, holy shit.
0: We got a problem on or our Or
1: she kisses each of the players in the forehead and goes to the ones she connected with the most to die in their hands. None of the other stories in this have gets emotional stuff like that. I mean, you know, you can get sad for the characters and their events, like in um, uh, oh god, man, what? There's there's others in the in the first one that we did where there's like mansions and shit, people getting turned into crazy mind sucking monsters. But this one, it hits it hits home. Yeah,
0: if the RP is done well here, it can be, it'll leave an impact on your players.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, this might even be the last quest you have. Maybe you've had this plague going on for a long time. Yeah,
0: I mean, Xanthori, Zan- you very much could be a final boss if you're bad at the campaign.
1: Yeah. So I, I love one, that my it's my a
0: favorite. lich, that it's not a normal lich. This kind of fungal lich is
1: delicious. Lichen liches, man. She's it's challenge some, 18. Some
0: Golgari stuff over here.
1: So many things. So many things. And I think, was it her that has, was it her or the previous um, mummy one that has a uh, a thing that doesn't allow people to enter her within a 10-foot radius?
0: That is this one. Are uh, you talking about the anti-life thing?
1: Yeah, bruh.
0: Pretty sure it's this one.
1: Like what? Yes, the
0: anti-life shell.
1: If it's, you don't have like it's... a long-range weapon or like a glaive or something, you can't hit her. Yes, yeah, so you gotta and... you gotta finish
0: the... Because she, she throws up this anti-life shell. It's like a video game section right here. And
1: you can prevent it from happening. Yeah. She has to suck the life out of a certain character. Yes,
0: and so that immediately she casts the spill afterwards. It rem- reminds me of like you're you're playing like an MMO or something and you are you have a raid encounter. And this is the, you fight the boss before, you fight the mobs of the boss as the boss is overdoing its thing. Because um, it, she sends like uh, will-o'-wisps or in here, some tree ants. It's just kind of stuff to deal with things. the players for a little bit. She finishes her grizzly work, and then she can come back and fight the players. And I would say, you know, just out of f- for funness, if she's able to finish her work, give it like five, six rounds or something, and she's able to finish it, then she's stronger or something. Oh boy! So the players have to; they have some. They have to get there, figure out how to get through this anti-life shell, and make stuff happen. Yeah,
1: it's great. So I think. Cohesively, this is the best written adventure, best executed one. Tying
0: it up at the end. Mm-hmm. Adam Lee knocking it. Sorry, mm-hmm, Tony Winslow Brill knocking out of the park.
1: <laughs> there you go. Thanks to Bill Benham and Christopher Perkins for editing these boys and developing them as long uh, along with. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was always really curious.
0: It says written by somebody, then it would say developed by. And I don't really know what developing
1: means. Probably like balancing and like play testing. Oh yeah, yeah let's give know. let's give
0: the the uh the balancing to christopher perkins who sends 20 ghouls at a party of like level three that's a great oh. idea chris come on
1: meaning some non-combative ravens and he went i need some more combat here you go i love Christopher. christopher perkins that's candle keep
0: that's candle keep candle keep mysteries
1: did you see in the contributor bios
0: Yeah, uh, about those bios, uh, I found that out after I did all this research that those existed. Yeah, that's
1: (laughs) just the feeling that I was having right now. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, a lot of the stuff doesn't say what they've worked on in the past. Um, And that's really what
0: I wanted to know is what they've done. It just kind of gives us a background. Like, you know, Bill Binnum was in the U.S. Army and stuff. Uh, That's interesting, but I wanted to know what they've worked on. As a, a, being a uh, freelance kind of book, it's... The book lives and dies on the experience of the writers that they bring to the table. Yeah. And I'm I'm curious if they're going to continue the same trend with Ravenloft and have each domain maybe be written by a different person. There's enough people in the world that love D&D and are prolific writers that so they could hire a bunch of dudes for 30 different domains. We'll see.
1: Program manager, project manager for any more freelance stuff with Woods of the Coast. makes some more cohesive You know, project outlines so they can see each other's shit. I know it's tough to get everybody to meet a deadline so they can look over each other's homework.
0: Well, that's why stuff got slashed because they wrote more than they had the room for, I guess. And someone said, I might have been Christopher Perkins. uh, He said he was working on editing and um, they have to cut stuff out. Like they don't know they have to cut stuff out until they put it all, they compile it all together in like InDesign or something. Then they find out, oh my God, this is way too much and we need to just start slashing things.
1: Yeah. Project management put another quality check with the authors to adjust their own stuff just give a little more time yeah come on so we did it I do you recommend this, this <sighs> obviously Man, not for players rough.
0: we said this last episode but if you're a DM you want some adventures do you pick this up
1: it is not a must-get
0: I'd say you can find the same if not better on DM's guild for half the cost or free, or free, but at least half the cost five dollars, ten dollars. I mean, Mm-mm. I'm going to toss out that Darkhold Secrets of Zintarum book that I mentioned earlier. That's on DM's Guild and it is fantastic. Yeah. Um, it is a full campaign though, so there's a lot going on to it. There's another one that's I can't remember the name of, it, but it's like a plague. I'd have to look it up, but it's a, a very cool plague that takes you from like level one to level six. Very wow. well done.
1: So. Yeah, I, I don't think under any circumstance that you would need this unless you meet the following criteria. You're a D&D Beyond purist and you like official content and you want more examples of quests.
0: Or you, I mean, it's tough to be this person in COVID times, but maybe you just run a bunch of games at your local game shop. You need some more drag and drop adventures. More shots, yeah. Everyone at, that goes to local game stores probably knows the Forgotten Realms stuff, knows Baldur's Gate and, you know, these candle key places. So... Could be a hit with those uh, that audience as well.
1: Yep. You should not feel like you have to buy this, though, if you listen to this whole podcast and we're looking yep. for an answer there. Unfortunately, uh, like,
0: unlike with Curse of Strahd and stuff that have, um, granted, you know, those are full campaigns, but there are monsters and um, magic items from Curse of Strahd that I love. I don't think there's particularly any in here that I think, yeah, you got to get this. You need this item. You need this monster. Yeah. They're very much tied to the adventure itself.
1: Not even an appendix. Oh, that's no. why there's a beholder on the alt cover because of uh, the guy with Quill, yeah, cute. Oh, I like that. Uh, they also did a special thanks to their hundreds of playtesters, and that makes me think, like really?
0: <laughs> I mean, it, even still with hundreds of playtesters, it's still very hard to balance stuff. To it's D. it's it's I uh, think you need more than a hundred, but that's asking too much of watsy you to drag it. I mean, yeah. look at MTG, look at magic. They I'm, they do playtesting there and they screw up the balance all the time.
1: Yeah. I mean, like for me, taking Monster Hunter as an example, if you had me play test world and try to come up with changes to create rise, I'd be like, World's great, you don't need to change anything. And then they did Rise, and I'm like, Holy I
0: shit. Know, they stripped out all the stuff that I didn't like.
1: And it's like, oh my God, the game is so streamlined. And you know, I'm just not the type of person that's that great at altering stuff. So I couldn't I wouldn't be a good playtester. I'd be like, Yeah, that's good. <laughs> or eh, it's bad why well, i don't know yeah that's just, everyone's always like
0: man the dream is to be a qa tester i don't think so that seems no, like a miserable don't get paid job at all that seems like a mis you, you're playing the same game for like eight hours a day that seems like, like, like i'd want to take my hair and rip it well, you out you hate and early access put it into shit, a so it would blender ruin all the and blend stuff it up you. and then drink my hair and i don't think i want to do that
1: that's graphic
0: sorry i kept going okay. i didn't know how to stop you
1: know it's not graphic what man our social media if you want to talk to us <laughs> on twitter and instagram where we don't post controversial content ever unless you want that we can change it yeah we could do reach some out
0: controversial dnd opinions i mean, i'll get some traction
1: yeah candle keep sucks don't buy it um actually i don't know if you guys have those opinions reach out to us at dungeon crawl pod on twitter and instagram if you are looking forward to maybe some emails a little correspondence become writing pen pals you can go to the dungeon Crawl pod at gmail.com in the description we have links to all of our doobly thingy boys and twitters and whatever and okay. youtube channels link are
0: tree.
1: live play the link tree the dungeon chronicles of which we are on episode five episode six comes out this week look forward to it we have an improvement in audio quality it's really fun to listen to it. i'm very proud of it we have discord as well if you want to come and join the live conversation there. Where can you watch out.
0: the Dungeon Chronicles
1: live? Yes. You can do that on twitch.tv forward slash Melasior, M-E-L-A-C-I-O-U-R. But eventually, probably next, some point, uh, Next
0: week, maybe two. Maybe we'll do one more episode or two more episodes and then we'll move it over.
1: Yeah. So maybe in a week from whenever this podcast came out or so, it's going to be well
0: in a week the after Dungeon this Crawl nope.
1: Network. Nope.
0: Well, yeah, but next week it'll still be on Melasir, but then probably the episode after that. So in yeah. three weeks, you can find us on uh, uh, the Dungeon Crawl Network. Twitch.tv Twitch. slash the Dungeon Crawl Network.
1: But if you are ever confused and you don't know what we just said, when in doubt, go on Google and do the Dungeon Crawl podcast. And I found out that does the job, which I'm happy about. Yeah, I'm sad.
0: We, I don't think we, it might take a long time. Maybe eventually we'll... No, I'm just thinking maybe eventually we'll beat... That stupid snack world dungeon crawl game. that I, every yeah. If you type in the dungeon crawl, that's what comes up. And it's so sad to see. Because uh, I'd never heard of that game until we, we were looking yeah. at our stuff. But uh, hopefully someday we'll get big enough that Nintendo just gets screwed out of any, any hits on that.
1: Hey, Nintendo, if you want to sponsor us, get that rolling. That'd be cool.
0: Give me Monster Hunter for free.
1: Monster Hunter for free. Dude, Actually, I'm about to, to buy it for you because it's so good. <laughs> they made the Insect Glaive. The weapon the bow of that cool game too,
0: man. That looks awesome. Oh my gosh! The insect
1: glaive is literally the weapon that says, "I hate how Monster Hunter feels," and I don't want to play it.
0: The movement in that game, oof, it's looking good.
1: Yeah, yes. But you know what, what else, else
0: is good? Our is like this one. Uh, Thunderwing. <laughs> By the way, Thunderwing. Uh, she her last words to me before Raxon plucked out her wings and stabbed her in the face. What? That's what you did. You had to was a factory, man. You had to do it. And I I understand, but it was sad. You know what? Her last words to us were everybody. She said, make sure you go over to Apple podcasts and rate the dungeon chronicles and the dungeon crawl five stars. Type in thunder Sent me here. I love you. Something like that. She, man, I can't imagine where she's out right now. Just wishing she could. Rate us five stars. She never had the chance to. She said that's my favorite podcast growing up. I listen to it all the time with my friends. Now they're all dead and I'm dead. I'll never get to listen to it again.
1: I'm sad. It's sad, man. But I'm you know, so it, it's, it's it's
0: that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. And you can you can you can save Thunderwings out there by rating us five stars. That's all I'm saying. That is all he's saying.
1: And all I'm saying is he's been right.
0: He's been Braxton. Thanks for listening to us for two hours, uh, two, ep- <laughs> two separate episodes.
1: Very true. I hope you enjoyed it. We've been the Dungeon Crawl. Thank you, as always, for calling with us.
0: We'll see you next week for something fun and interesting.
1: Where I don't have to read for three hours. Yeah. Maybe not. That's, it's kind of it's fun to do. Yeah, it's kind of fun whatever. that every,
0: every, every couple months we have a big D&D release that we can dissect
1: and look at, but it's nice that it's not like every day. We've got another one coming up soonish, so.
0: How soon is that? It's like two months, right? Uh, a month and a where half? Where
1: is it? Uh, Van Richten's Guide to Raven Law. But that one's comes f- out May 10th. F- we got two months. Fun.
0: Is, I don't I think there's fun. any adventures it's on there. my
1: birthday. Aw. I think I've said that before. All right. Get out of here. Go home.